My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is actually outside on my back porch. The backdrop of rustling leaves and birds chirping. I'm super excited about the idea that my children will get a chance to hear these letters in my own voice. The Kentucky accent is the southern draw mixed with redneck slang mixed with northern nasalness. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet theologian and educator Candace Marie Benbow, best-selling author and lecturer Shaka Sangor, and blogger and influencer Mallory Irvin. Listen in to hear Candace Marie Benbow on black womanhood from a millennial perspective of faith, Shaka Sangor on the power of leaving a literary legacy for his sons, and Mallory Irvin on choosing the life you want after hard times. Plus, hear what it was like for these authors to record their audiobooks. Enjoy! Hi, this is Candace Marie Benbow, author of Red Lift Theology, for church girls who consider tithing to the beauty supply store when Sunday morning isn't enough. I wrote my book because we needed more books that talk about Black womanhood from a millennial perspective and faith. And I was tired of listening to people who weren't like me, didn't look like me, talk about faith from what was supposed to be my experience. And I just wasn't with it anymore. And I felt like there needed to be more people in my generation who were honest about the struggles that we have with trusting God and leaning on God and what it means to create our own journeys towards much more holistic and authentic faith. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be nerve-wracking. So I'm country, and I have been obsessed for probably like the last few weeks about how I was going to sound (laughs) on this audiobook. I was born and raised in the South. I live in the South. And I was like, oh my gosh, these people are going to hear my drawl, and it's not going to make sense. But it was such an amazing experience. It was fun. I can't wait to do it again. So it was nerve-wracking, but after a while, it became much more peaceful. I realized I had trouble pronouncing pretty much everything. So what is so interesting about this whole process is I don't write to talk. Like, I just write to write. And so I would now be reading things. I know how to write idiosyncrasies. Do I know how to say it? (laughs) And there were other times where I was transposing words because I realized I was writing it to read it and not necessarily writing to say it. I'm going to just say this. I'm proud that I was actually able to get through this entire thing without crying. That was what I thought was going to be a bigger thing, that we were going to spend half of the day with me having to take several takes because I was going to be crying. So I'm excited that listeners get to hear my thoughts much more clearly and succinctly than I thought they were going to be able to do. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I think I would have cast Jennifer Hudson or Jasmine Sullivan or Tabitha Brown. Like, I think that all of them have voices that I absolutely love. Probably Jasmine Sullivan and Jennifer Hudson because I would have hoped they would have sang a little bit. But, yeah, those would have been my three. 
The last audiobook that I listened to and loved was More Myself by Alicia Keys. Oh my God, I think that that is the most creative, innovative audiobook I have listened to. I've listened to it several times over just because I just think it's so amazing. Like you you hear her singing, you hear her playing the piano, she's telling her story and then weaving in the voices of people that are iconic and important to her, like her loved ones, her mentors. Like it's such an amazing audiobook and I find myself listening to it and coming back to it often. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is actually outside on my back porch. It's something about being in nature and listening to those books, like I, and listening to words. Like I want to be in nature. I want to have the backdrop of rustling leaves and birds chirping as I am allowing myself to be immersed in the story. I'm actually, at this point, also creating and finding my backyard furniture specifically for an environment that's much more conducive to me listening to my audiobooks. So I'm excited about what it's going to look like when I'm done. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. As far as childhoods go, I had an amazing one. Surrounded by books I read under covers well past my bedtime, and Barbie dolls whose feet I chewed and hair I cut into asymmetrical bobs. I took ballet, tap, and jazz at one of Winston-Salem's premier dance studios with rich white girls and middle-class black ones like me. I had piano lessons after my private school recess for the day. I was in Girl Scouts from the time I was in kindergarten till I graduated high school with my gold award. And I had every enrichment program in between. I had the best of everything and was given opportunities to excel in life. Despite this, though, I could not escape one fatal flaw. My mother wasn't married to my father. Hi, my name is Shaka Senghor. I am the author of Letters to the Sons of Society, A Father's Invitation to Honesty, Love, and Freedom. I wrote my book because I was watching everything that was happening in the world, and I really wanted to memorialize our current reality for my youngest son, Sekou, and I wanted to share my past experiences with my oldest son, Jay. As a dad, it is the highest honor to leave a literary legacy for my sons to enjoy as they grow up and embark on their journeys as black men in America. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be exhilarating. It's exhilarating because the letters in this book are so intimate and so personal And I'm super excited about the idea that my children will get a chance to hear these letters in my own voice. I realize as a writer that there are words that are a lot easier to write than they are to actually pronounce. And I think part of it is because of my Detroit accent. You know, that old Midwestern twang that I have. The word that tripped me up the most was obfuscate. And I'm sure I'm probably butchering it now but I had fun going over it 
multiple times. I am really proud of the work that I've done in the studio. And one of the things that I'm really excited about for the listeners are for them to hear the kind of poetic way that I was able to tackle some very complex themes within the stories and the letters that I was writing. And I just can't wait for the listeners to really hear that in my voice from a poetic standpoint as a writer. If I wasn't going to narrate my own audio book, the person that first comes to mind is Will Smith. I think he's funny. I think he can be really serious. And I think it would be great. But I also would love to have heard my book narrated by Nas because he does such a great job on the commercials that I've heard him on. And, of course, I love his music. The last audio book that I listened to that I love was written by a friend of mine, Ben Horowitz. And it's called What You Do Is Who You Are. And even though he didn't narrate the book itself, I thought the information and content in that book was so rich and powerful that it really meant a lot to hear it. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in my bedroom late at night with all the lights out. It's something about taking away all those other senses that really allows me to lean into the words and really feel the essence of what the authors are communicating. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Dear Jay, being able to call someone your son or daughter is one of the greatest privileges known to humankind. The responsibility is profound. Children don't choose to be brought onto the spinning planet. And though we hope that each new life comes from a place of love and care, too often a child is a byproduct of carelessness or selfishness. You don't get to choose your parents, your moment of birth, or even something as simple and important as your name. These are privileges of parents to carry out with care and compassion. It's not a light and airy thing, being a parent. Or at least it shouldn't be. Hi, this is Mallory Irvin, the author of Living Fully, Dare to Step into Your Most Vibrant Life. I wrote this book kind of as a calling from my following in social media. I became a social media blogger, YouTuber, whatever you want to call it, about six years ago. I was showing up, you know, living this happy, vibrant life on social media every day. And I would constantly get messages from people over and over for like two years of, I wish I could be happy like you, or how do you live life with so much optimism and joy every day? Or I wish that I had your life. It was just this yearning from the people on the other side of these messages. And me, knowing what I had just gone through in my life, I was like, I have to tell them, you know, I fought for the way that I live now. I actually, like, picked myself up after going through a journey and battle with addiction and perfectionism and a lot of other stuff. And I had chosen the life that they were seeing on social media. So I felt a calling then, and I've always felt a calling to write a book, but then I felt the calling to write this book. I felt I knew exactly what I needed to write about. The journey that I had gone through was not something that I shared. Even some members of my family didn't even know about a lot of what I had been through, but I just felt an overwhelming pull to share my story once and for all. 
because it was a catalyst to living the most amazing version of my life that I've ever lived. I learned how to leave behind attachments. I learned to quiet the voice of fear. I learned how to find balance in my life and to keep choosing this again every single day as my old life kept calling me back. And that is why I wrote this book. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, joyful was the first word that came to my mind because it's been such a joyful experience that I've felt saying aloud these words that I spent two years writing. It also feels, though, like a culmination, like the cherry on top. And it's really funny because I heard from a lot of authors that I'm friends with that this was just the worst part of the whole book writing process. And it's honestly, it's been my favorite part. I love putting the written word that I wrote by myself in my office for months and months and toiled over into an audio format. And so it's just been really joyful. I realized I had trouble pronouncing a lot of things. As you will probably notice, I have a bit of a Southern accent. I'm from Kentucky. So people say the Kentucky accent is the Southern draw mixed with the redneck slang mixed with the northern nasalness. <laughs> and that's just like the way it sounds. But the way that we pronounce things in Kentucky, sometimes we add extra things to words and sometimes we just change parts of the words completely. And recording this, I've learned that I guess I say umbilical from umbilical cord incorrectly. I say a lot of words incorrectly or I just say them in my own special way. <laughs> I'm proud that I was able to get through a chapter that I wrote in this book about losing my nephew and reading the details of that day that we lost him is something I've never done without crying. I prayed and I hoped and I wished for it to be easy for me to read it and that I could kind of not disconnect from the emotion, but that I could just get through it, do whatever I needed to do to get through it. But I do feel that after reading this audiobook and just being a person who values the authentic reality of things, that the way that stories are told in this book are coming from the emotion of the actual stories. So I'm proud that I was able to be okay with some emotion being a part of reading that chapter. But I'm also proud that my nephew has a spot in my book. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast. Oh, man. I think with the prevalence of podcasts and social media, we know now what authors sound like. So it feels so odd to me when an author doesn't read their own book. Not that I'm the best reader of my book, but it's my story. I feel like, like I'm the one that needs to read it. So if I was going for pure entertainment value and factor in someone's voice that I really like to listen to, the female version would be Dr. Tara Swart, this gorgeous British voice. She's a neuroscientist that uh, wrote a book on visualization and manifesting, and she's a friend of mine. Maybe her, or if I had to pick a male version, I love Matthew McConaughey's book. I don't listen to as many like male authors as I do female authors, but I listen to his book over and over because his voice is just so beautiful reading his story. 
The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved, oh gosh, I probably listened to six this week. So the ones that are in rotation currently and Voskamp's 1,000 Gifts. I think she reads it so beautifully and there's so much emotion in it. Dr. Tara Swartz's book, The Source, I'm listening to right now. The Matthew McConaughey book, Green Lights. I go back to Gabby Bernstein's books a lot, over and over. So this is a hard question for me because I am like the most avid audiobook listener that you will ever know. (laughs) I love listening to audiobooks while I'm on the treadmill or the stair climber or the elliptical. That is something that when I recommend to people like how to make small changes to live a better life, I'm like, listen to an audiobook on the treadmill for 30 minutes on an incline. <laughs> and that little amount of exercising mixed with listening to an audiobook that will better your life is the perfect combination for an easy start for your day. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. My dad is a humble, salt-of-the-earth type of man, and I'm, well, a little loud. <laughs> and since the show's contestants narrate it, there's no written script, our differing personalities really stuck out on camera. The producers let us know that while we were filming, we needed to say everything we were thinking and then some to let the audience in on what was going on in our heads. In order to be cast for the show, they had to see the balance in our banter, and initially, there was a lot more of me and not quite enough of my dad. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.